Amen. Well, good morning, New Hope. Well, hey, this is, this is it, right? This is the week of Black Friday. <laughs> we have reason to give thanks. And so in, this, in the spirit of, of this series, we've been doing 1%. We just want to speak a little bit on 1% thankfulness. Just what, what 1% more will do in being thankful. And as Justin said, hey, we'll give you a little time. If you have a, uh, an elevator speech of what you're thankful for, one minute or less, or you get the hook, Right? Uh, we're going to give you that opportunity, but I want to just share some thoughts around Psalm 103 and a couple of those verses. First of all, I want to tell you a little story Pastor Bill passed on to me. There was a man on the eastern shoreboard of Florida who every Friday night near sunset would go out and feed the seagulls. You see, every Friday night he'd go out to give thanks because in the war, he, in 1942, in October, he was on a B-17 um, going to deliver an important message to General Douglas MacArthur in New Guinea. But things didn't go as plans, and their, their plane went down in the ocean. They all survived, but they had to survive on rafts, and their food rations went out, and the sharks that came were larger than their rafts. But that wasn't their worst enemy. It was the threat of starvation. So as they sat on this raft one day, something landed on his head. And he couldn't see what it was, but he knew by the looks of his mates around him that a seagull had landed on his head. If he could catch the seagull, there was hope. If he missed it, there wasn't hope. Obviously, he got it. They were able to eat the flesh and use the entrails to to fish for food and survive a longer time until they were rescued. Captain Eddie Rickenbacker, every Friday night then, would go out. He didn't forget that that seagull, 100 miles from shore or so, sacrificed its life for him and his friends. And so every Friday night, he would go out and in the spirit of thanksgiving, offer shrimp to the seagulls on the seashore. Church, how do we have a heart of thankfulness? How do we have a spirit of thanksgiving? And what do we do to foster that, to remember how good God is in all he has done for us? I just want to point out just a couple things from the first five verses of Psalm 103. So follow with me. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love the scripture, and it's not just because the scripture was on one of those nameplates with my name. My brother and I had nameplates on our living room wall and John, God's beloved. You're laughing, but it was special to me. I'm God's beloved. I believe it. And I know you are too, so stop laughing. But this scripture was on my wall. And so it it reminds me of that, that word, that truth of who God is. Um, First of all, we can have a heart of thankfulness when, when 
his praise and his word goes deep within us. You know, do you see what the psalmist is doing here? The psalmist is, is practicing self-talk. Some of the, uh, the uh, modern-day uh, self-talk gurus would be pretty proud of the, the psalmist here, right? There's some worth of positive thinking. I studied it in, in psychology at the University of Minnesota. There's, there's effects of just believing good things. Good things kind of happen. But there, as my wife so wisely said, there's a limit There's only so far you can go with positive thinking. Church, the psalmist is bringing praise and the word of God deep within his heart. Praise the Lord, my soul, all that is within me. Praise his holy name. You see, this is is biblical self-talk. This is positive thinking with the power of God's praise and his word. We listen to so many lies, so much negative stuff that's not based on the truth of who God is and who we are in his image. And so it's kind of like we're just speaking God's word, God's love, God's presence into our inmost being, into our heart, into our soul. We're saying, hey, self, yes, all of me, spirit, soul, and body, take in the word of God. Take in his praise. I speak in the word of God to my inmost being. This week, I went away to Frederick, Wisconsin. It's a place where Wilderness Fellowship has prayer cabins that you can go and spend the night and spend in God's presence. And as I went there that night, I, I just did this exercise. I had done this a while ago called pulling the plugs and it's just to picture yourself having, having plugs on all 10 of your uh, digits of your fingers and 10 of your toes and just pulling those plugs and just taking time to just let any negativity, any doubt, any fears, anything not of God just kind of drain out. Just kind of visualizing that, just letting that go. And then letting the word of God, maybe meditating on a scripture or just standing in front of the presence of Jesus, the presence of God and, Letting that reality fill you up. Letting the junk out, letting his goodness come in. And so when I'd gotten there, they had a nice card with my name and welcomed me to this cabin. And they had a scripture I'd never really kind of studied before, Deuteronomy 31.8. And that says, um, see if I can remember it. I studied it all night, meditated on it. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So that's kind of what I just let soak in. And as I did that, the gift of Jesus himself was just there with me in the cabin. It was awesome. It was an amazing time to take that. I came home and I was talking to my oldest daughter, Gabby, and she had been praying that week, praying for a friend that was struggling, and she asked God, God, Give me a scripture I can give to my friend that would encourage her. And she looked at a list of scriptures, and you know what verse stood out to her? Deuteronomy 31.8. She sent it to the friend. The friend said, this has been one of my favorite scriptures. Thank you so much. And then she sent a text. You know what scripture was on a welcome to my dad when he spent a night in the cabin? Deuteronomy 31.8. God is good. 
God's word can fill us in our inmost being. God's word and God's love can overtake us. So let that heart of thankfulness go deep within with praise and with his word. Secondly, let a heart of thankfulness continually to remember all his works for us. What does that scripture say? Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Forget not all his benefits. First of all, he he forgives us all our sin. No positive thinking can do that, church. No positive thinking can wipe away our sin. But Jesus, by his blood, he forgives all our sins. He heals our diseases. Sometimes this is a hard one to take and to believe, right? Will God heal us? God is a healer. We can't control it, but we can believe it. And we can press in and we can see healing. And we can give thanks for it. My brother and I took the scripture this week. He's been struggling with testicular cancer for 15 years. And God, he has been on the brink of death a couple times. And God has miraculously healed him. So as I pray for him and say, God, my brother needs another healing. But I just thank you. He's come back to you, Jesus. You have healed him spiritually. And you can heal him right now again. Or if you take him home, you can heal him there. But I believe God heals us of our diseases. Can I get an amen? He redeems our life from the pit. Our life is in the pit if we don't have him. Gives me that scripture, Psalm 40, right? That he, he took me out of the miry pit and he set my feet upon a rock. Many will see in fear. He is the Lord. He satisfies us. He crowns us with with love and compassion. What a picture. I mean, we're sinners without him, right? This is the image of crowning us like a king. God's love is so amazing. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that. That he crowns me with love and compassion. He forgives me. He heals me. He crowns me with his love and his compassion. He satisfies us with good desires. I've often used this scripture when we've gone to to Delwood to recovery, in the message of recovery. This is so good. Our desires aren't too strong. They're too weak. God wants to fill our, our, our desires with good things, good habits, things we can be thankful for. I don't know about you, but I I love just kind of taking in, just noticing the little things, the little blessing that God gives and saying, thank you, God, for that good desire. There's nothing like you. Someone was praying for me and they said, God, John's in a busy season. He's he's working really hard. And that very, he's not having full Sabbath days. Give him Sabbath moments. And that very day, God just gave a couple Sabbath moments. It was the, the end of the golf season. I got in one more round of golf. And as I was walking the golf course, I was like, Jesus, thank you. This is a Sabbath moment. And you can take good desires and good things and turn them into praise. Turn them into worship. I was with uh, my mechanic friend. I call him a pastor just with mechanic clothes down in the cities. 
my friend Leland, and he said, you know, someday I believe we're going to be with Jesus. And he's going to say, you know, you were standing there, and I sent you day after day all these blessings, and you didn't see them. You didn't recognize them. Maybe you catch a couple here and there. But I think one day he's going to reveal to us all the blessings. And so will we grab them? And will we not forget all his benefits? And will we give him thanks with praise and with his word in our inmost being? Then we will learn to practice thankfulness. Pastor Bill has a new practice just daily thanking God for our daily bread. At the end of the day, just, God, thank you for food. Thank you for clothing. Thank you for shelter. Thank you for home, for cars that work, for employment, for health care, for education, for sleep, for freedom. God wants to fill us with his thankfulness. Gratitude is one of the best researched uh, effects on our health, right? It leads, makes us happier, it reduces stress, it increases the immune system, improves self-esteem, improves sleep, reduces pain, lower blood pressure, you live longer, you're more compassionate, you're more creative, you're nicer to be around. It increases spirituality, less materialistic, more optimistic. It is good to be thankful, church. It is good to give thanks. And so do what Pastor Bill does. At the end of the day, just pray and thank him for all your blessings. And God will open your eyes to see all the blessings coming before you. Do the prayer of examine, which just asks two questions. When did I receive God's love today? And you journal or you meditate on that. Where did I reject God's love today? Not in a shaming way, but to make us more observant. All the blessings he brings before us. I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you. I guess I'm just too thankful. I just kept going. But Lord, we want to give you thanks. Father God, on this week, thank you that we can have a Thanksgiving service on the the first day of the week. May this be a week of Thanksgiving. Open our eyes, Lord. We just pray that testimonies, quick testimonies will go forward and people can share what they're thankful for. Lord, we give you thanks. You are the giver of all good gifts. Be praised, be glorified. Pour your spirit, more of your spirit, more of thanksgiving, more of praise, more of your word, more of your peace into each heart here. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.